Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to start your free trial membership. This is Writing Excuses, Season 5, Episode 39, Filking and Writing Music with Tom Smith. Fifteen minutes long because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Howard. I'm Tom. And Tom has been playing the guitar, giving us intro music. Jordo is not going to know what to make of that. Usually we have typewriter (laughs) noises and he's just going to have to dial those all the way back. That was pretty awesome. I'm I'm way impressed already. Uh, Tom Smith... um, Tell us, uh, first off, about yourself and where people can find out more about you. Ah, I am from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, I've been living there for most of the last 35 years. And uh, my music is at TomSmithOnline.com. The short form of my life is that I tried to be a computer person. I ended up getting into banking. I ended up getting kicked out of banking because the mortgage industry went belly up several years ago. And for the last few years, I've been making it as a singer-songwriter. Awesome. Um, this is a very different podcast for us, but I think it's going to be pretty awesome because uh, basically we're going to theme this toward, you know, we've got lots of writers out there who, uh, music is a big part of the fantasy genre. Mm-hmm. Um, this, we, can, we can thank Tolkien for this, but also lots of other writers um, are including, you know, part of human existence is music. We're always making music. We love music. And so building a world for your fantasy or science fiction book in which music is integral to the lives of the people there is just going to make it feel that much more realistic. So the question is, um, how, can, how can neophytes like me, how can we make something that feels real? How can we actually write songs that we can include the text of that would, that would be awesome? Ah, well that's a tricky one, but it's not as tricky as you'd think it is. The first thing is trying to figure out what kind of songs you would need in this situation. Okay. For instance, if, if you were doing a musical or, or you wanted some song, let, let, let's say you were doing some kind of fantasy. Yeah. We'll, we'll start there. We'll start with mm-hmm. a fantasy milieu and assume, say, you got some neo cavemen over here and you got some neo Romans over here. Uh-huh. Okay? The neo cavemen would probably start out with something percussive, you know. And they would, they would start making sounds in the background going along the percussives and maybe they would start putting words to it and maybe start putting them in tones. You know, yeah, exactly. And they start you know, making sounds and go in and, and, and underlie it and everything. The Romans uh, or the Neo-Romans would probably be more organized because they would have more technology and be able to actually perhaps have plucked instruments or uh, metallic gongs or things like that that would, you know, add to the atmosphere that they were Suddenly it becomes tonal. Suddenly it becomes tonal, and they would probably, you know, there there would likely be things for for the entertainment uh, of of the court or or for rituals in in the religious or or, uh, patriarchal or matriarchal societies, Mm -hmm. where back over here, these people are trying to get themselves fired up for the hunting, or they're trying to appease the spirits so that the spirits don't kill them, or the spirits help them kill their enemies. Mm -hmm. So it's much more visceral. And when you're trying to do anything like that, 
You got to figure out what the song is about. And that's that's the first thing. The first thing is what is the song actually trying to convey? Okay. When you have that, then you can start working on it. Okay. Now, some of them are a lot cruder and a lot uh, a lot more direct than in my case, mostly a lot sillier because I'm usually trying to convey a bad pun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing that I'd like to add to that is that you you mentioned the Romans and um uh, yes, you're more likely to find the uh, the artsy music in there, but uh, if you look at uh, uh, if you look at um, slave galleys mm -hmm. or or you know marching cadences, mm -hmm. um, that's the origin of much of our martial music. And that's the substrata of the society there. You know, the mm -hmm. uh, the the people in the court would never indulge in something like that. But drums, <laughs> drums are for people who walk for a living. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the the only drums they would have would be to go along with the uh, with the elephant uh, elephants that uh, the the palanquins are on. <laughs> Well, um, let me throw this one at you. I don't know if this, you're even going to be able to answer this. Maybe there's no answer to it. But um, when you read uh, fantasy books and people include music or songs or lyrics in it, are there things that really bug you? You're like, oh, they got that wrong. Or, oh, they're obviously not a, a Tom musician Smith's themselves. Tom pet peeves. Are there, what, are, what are your pet peeves? Do you have any? Um, I actually don't worry about it much. Okay. If, it's, if it's supposed to be... If it's part of their world, that's what they want. Okay, okay. That's, that, that's the kind of thing they got there. Unless it's something that seems to me to be unsingable, uh -huh. which you don't, you know, uh, uh, I, I heard part of your, uh, your Scalzi podcast. Oh, yeah, last week's podcast with John Scalzi. That we totally didn't record just 15 minutes ago here at Penguicon. I'm trying to be cool and cover up yeah. here. You're the one blowing the illusion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the live studio audience makes noise. Yay! Welcome oh. to Penguicon, everybody. Apparently populated by zombies. <laughs> Everybody what makes a, zombie noise. <laughs> <laughs> zombie that activism. Was almost no different. Yeah, no, zombie activism. What do we want? Brains. When do we want it? Brains. Brains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, All right. So, um, what, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what, are your, what are your pet peeves when you hear somebody that's, that, who's done it wrong? And he was saying that there really weren't any. Just in a, a book, when you've got somebody who is trying to put music in there, they are often trying to do exactly what I'm talking about. They're saying, "Oh, this is a song of of uh, of, of our gypsy tribe, or this is you know, our cavemen, or whatever it may be," and it's going to be whatever they think works, unless it's like completely out of cadence and you can't sing it. You know, if you can't if you can't imagine any way that these people could sing that, then right. you know, then that's a problem. But most of the time, they actually look up something about poetry and cadence and try to go with that. Okay. Do you ever, uh, when, when you're reading, do you ever uh, take what you're reading and uh, put music to it and hum it to yourself, <laughs> try and turn it into a song? Sometimes I do. Sometimes is that, I do. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is, isn't that kind of the origin of Filk? Is people saying, oh, these these songs that. Uh, Bilbo and his crew came across, or Frodo and his crew came across. Um, not not even them. so. Not even so much. Although there was a lot of that, I actually got into Filk officially by way of the Tolkien Society of Michigan State University, which did in fact do precisely that. They'd sit around and play the songs of uh, of the Tolkien novels. And um, uh, we should mention, for someone who might mm -hmm. not know, <clears throat> Filking is science fiction and fantasy folk singing. Um, uh, it, it's it's the music of the science fiction and fantasy community. There's a lot that's involved in it. It's not just folk singing, uh -huh. but folk singing is the true root of where it started. Okay. What happened was not even so much Tolkien uh, as a bunch of people would go to conventions late night because, you know, 
during the day they were doing important things like talking to authors. And <laughs> a couple of people would have their guitars and they'd have things like the Streets of Laredo and a bunch of other folk songs that they've put space or fantasy lyrics to. It's like, you know, you know I ride a white spaceship and go through the asteroid, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, it got formalized, roughly, in uh, sometime in the late 50s when somebody in a fanzine, you remember the blue mimeograph ink, ink that would get all your fingers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody did up a fanzine and misspelled the word, uh, the word folk when they were talking about late night folk music. And a bunch of people, particularly Karen Anderson, Paul Anderson's wife, saw that and said, yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> and it didn't really get big until the late 80s, in which, uh, at which point we started a few conventions. And right now there are at least like 15 or 16 dedicated filk conventions all over the world. Uh, and, you know, it's a much larger part of many conventions in the United States and Canada. It is now, and filk, I mean, much of what you sing, when you're singing, uh, your last night you did, uh, uh, the, the tune was the 12 days of Christmas, uh -huh. but you're singing was the 12 days of Star Wars? Yeah. Okay, um, that qualifies as filk because it's, uh, you know, you're, you're singing about science fiction, mm -hmm. but it is inherently funny. You know, we're, we're, we're laughing at it, we're having a good time. Is Filk inherently funny? Is it, is it, a, is it a parody, or, or is there a serious side? There, there are many serious sides to it. As a matter of fact, there are subdivisions of the serious side. The most notable one is Os, as in Os, Os, and Moros. Uh, <laughs> and, and a derivative of that, Cheerios. Oh, we're all going to die, but it's going to be great. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's stop for a book of the week. Um, book of the week this week. Um, I wanted to, to promo Night Watch by Terry Pratchett because I just finished it. Um, I may have mentioned on the podcast before. I am um, slowly working my way through Pratchett because I discovered him late. Um, I tried, you know, some early Pratchett long ago and just didn't get into it. And then I discovered some of his later works, and they're just brilliant. Um, and I just finished Night Watch, which I think is my favorite of all of them ever. Um, you know, and it has kind of a stereotypical plot, or cliched plot, I should say. Um, Vimes gets sent back in time, and yet it's fascinating. It's wonderful. It's got the most powerful characterization of any um, Terry Pratchett book I've read, so I highly recommend it. Um, go to uh, audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Um, you could download a free trial copy. Um, start your 14-day free membership, and you get this free copy um, just for free. Did I mention it's free? You mentioned it's free. Okay, it's free. Um, audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Free book! Yeah. <laughs> so we need to uh, <laughs> we need we, we need to pick up the thread now. Um, Tom, uh, I, you know, as I was asking about as I was, I was as I was asking about funny, uh, it was because I know you're part of this uh, FUMP thing. Yeah, the Funny Music Project. Funny at, Music Project. At thefump.com. So FUMP Contains filk, but not all thumpers are filkers. No, uh, I, I, well, yes, exactly right. That is exactly okay. that is exactly stated right. Um, as a matter of fact, there aren't that many filkers in it. Uh, it's it's got a lot of people who just do whatever kind of funny music they like doing. Uh, all fans of Dr. Demento, and we basically got the idea of putting together a conglomerate like a lot of the other, you know, okay, like you two guys are teaming up on the podcast, like uh, Book View Cafe has gotten together a whole bunch of women writers. Uh, you know, we wanted to do funny music and give it a more prominent place, given that Dr. Demento's show has sadly, you know, at this point all but slid off the actual radio. You can listen to it online, uh, but, you know, <laughs> you know the, the, uh, the Clear Channel, you know, monster has destroyed... Any okay. kind of individually, but so radio. so we've got we've got Fump, which uh, has Filk in it. Um, where can we go if we're just looking for for Filk? 
Uh, as I recall, it's either filker.com or filker.org. No, that may be a Roper's site. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember. There, there, there are a couple different things. Uh, uh, there is an online Filk archive, which has lots of stuff. If you okay. go to YouTube uh, and type in Filk, you will find videos taken of me at conventions, of uh, a lot of other different people at conventions. You'll find uh, some of the, the bigger names of people who have actually made it uh, you know, fairly well, like S.J. Tucker and Heather Dale and... Uh, uh, others than that. There are a lot of conventions out there. The most prominent ones in the United States are OVFF, the Ohio Valley Folk Fest, which is every uh, uh, every October just before Halloween in Columbus, and that's kind of like a family gathering. That's that's like yeah. that's like the musicians' uh, uh, Thanksgiving party. Well, and the reason I'm asking this mm -hmm. is because so many of us who write are unaware of this culture that has that, that we have that we have spawned. We we don't know about. I didn't our music. know about filking until I want, went to my first convention and someone saying, uh, you bashed the Balrog, I'll climb the yeah. tree yep. <laughs> uh, for me. And I'm like, this is fascinating. I didn't know this was here. A lot of people don't know it's there and a lot of people usually, because of the way it started out, it usually is done late at night. And some of us are getting too freaking old for it to be starting late at night all the time. Uh, also, there was a tendency for a long time to deride Filk. One of the most important things about Filk is not so much the writing as the community aspect mm -hmm. of it. Uh, fan fiction, you can put your fan fiction down in front of somebody and they can read it. Mm -hmm. You can put your fan art in front of somebody and they can look at it. Somebody has to perform your fan music. Mm -hmm. and, it's likely nope. to be, and it's likely to be you, and if you're like a lot of people out there, you either have or think you have a bad voice and you have anxiety about performance. And so a lot of, you know, you know we, we all know this and we accept this. We let everybody in. Everybody gets turned. And somebody walking by could get one of these poor people who's worked so hard on getting their dreams on paper and they want to share it with everybody and they haven't really figured out where all the notes are yet. And they hear that and they think that's Filk and therefore Filk sucks. And I've seen party signs that say real music, no Filk. And, mm. you know, those tend to be things, oh, well, let's get Kanye West. Yeah, that's real music. Oh. You know, I, when I was, uh, I, I studied music, um, uh, had a, I have a degree in music. And one of the things that we realized is that uh, the visual arts and, uh, and literature um, can be, they, they're, not, they're not intrusive. Mm -hmm. In order for the, the reader or the mm -hmm. viewer to participate, he has to step up, open the book, step up, look at the painting. Uh, but music reaches out from wherever the performer is performer is and intrudes in whatever you're doing if you're within mm -hmm. if you're within hearing range um, and that makes it very very difficult to take something that is new something that's groundbreaking something that's you know you're unfamiliar with um, and get people to like it because often the way you accomplish that is by reaching out and grabbing them with your music mm -hmm. uh, when they wanted to be left alone. The easiest, the easiest way to find music, uh, the easiest way to find Filk music is twofold. Number one, Google Filk, you will find it. F-I-L-K, it's there. It's all over the place. Uh, and the second way is to find a convention and hang out there and, and uh, see what the Filk is like. Uh, the East Coast tends to be uh, what I call hymnal filk. Everybody's got a couple songbooks and they all have them and they all know them and they all sing along. Uh, on the west coast they tend to have what they call a bardic circle where, where it goes around the room and everybody has a chance to pass, pick, or play, which is nice for the people who are really scared of anxiety and, and, and performing and everything because they can find somebody that they like and say, listen, could you sing again? And it really sucks for those people because they get called all the time and so they're exhausted by <laughs> yeah. it. And in the Midwest we have what they call chaos where basically everybody throws in a song at, uh, at whatever point is uh, 
you know, it, it seems reasonable. Now, these are the open sings. This is not uh, the same as the concerts. Uh, again, cons like PenguinCon, OVFF, uh, Philk Ontario, which is in April up in Toronto, uh, you know, they tend to have strong tracks with lots and lots of concerts. And so, you know, if you don't want to go to this author panel or that uh, workshop during the day, it's like, what do I do right now? Oh, look, there's some music. All right, let's go check that out. So. Tom, um, we're a little low on time. Uh, you made music at the very beginning of this. Um, do we want to try and put Tom on the spot at the end? Will you make us some music for just to bring us out of this? Right. Well, what I was, what I was actually thinking is a writing prompt that we give to Tom. <laughs> oh, wow. That could be kind of fun. Brilliant. All right. Okay. Uh, Brandon, pick a fantasy element, some sort of fantasy trope. The wizard. Okay. The wizard. And some, someone from the audience, give me a location. Wizard, Wizard Bakery. Yes. Go, Tom. The Wizard of Wheat, he makes things to eat. He raises his hand and they rise. He covers them with sugar. I won't try to rhyme sugar, but the, know that whatever he's going to do, it will be a surprise. He uses magic in the oven and magic in the wheat. Magic in the sugar and it's so tasty to eat. He uses his incantations to get that thing to rise. And then he puts it on sale. The next morning though, it leaves a surprise. <laughs> because there's nothing quite like stale wizard cookies. They're annoyed at being left out overnight. And they're all covered with spangles and their nerves are jingled jangled and they're pissed off and they're looking for a fight. Which is why the Keebler elves are so dangerous because they've had to learn the ways of cookie war. And that's why that the damn shrink wrap is so tough on the packages you find in the store. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Smith, <laughs> thank you, Tom. You are you are brilliant and uh, fair listener. You're out of excuses. <laughs> now go sing. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.